Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Net Worth Network podcast, where we are here today talking to our guest, Tammy Erbach. So honored to have her here on the show today. Tammy is the CEO and founder of 4BR. You've probably heard of it, um, which started in 2010, so over a decade ago. Amazing. Um, it stands for Building Better Business by Referral. Tammy has 27 years, 27 years of experience as a mortgage professional and financial advisor. She believes that we all have something to learn from each other, which is the truest thing. That's why we're here. And, and when your relationships are right, business will follow in its most natural form. So super glad to have you on the thank show you. today, Tammy. Thank you for yes, being yeah, here. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's get into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. Good? Can All we start right. off with, uh, we're always curious to ask our guests, like, what advice would you give to your younger self sitting where you are today? Such an awesome question. Um, you know, it's kind of funny because you want to say yes more often, right? Right. Yeah. No, you no. really don't. Oh, oh, she, she got us there. No, more. Start over. Dang it. Yeah, now roll, it, roll it back. <laughs> the best thing that I really learned and should have told myself a long time ago was learn to say no. Because when you actually are saying no, you're saying yes to yourself. And that is not a bad thing. It's too easy to say yes all the time, which I found myself doing. And, you know, with life and kids and work and everything else, yeah. you really take a back seat and just things just don't, they don't move forward in the way they could if you really had some balance and a little bit more of priority in your life. So that is the advice I would have given myself. Absolutely say no way more often. Very good. I am a recovering people pleaser. So that is yeah. excellent advice to hear. Really good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm curious, too, we were talking before starting the recording, and you mentioned, you know, one of the things you do is it's all around groups of entrepreneurs, business owners coming through. What's the past year and a half to two years been like for these groups that you're running? Well, I'll try not to swear. Um, <laughs> Please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Okay, this has been a hell. <laughs> Um, it's been incredibly interesting um, with the diverse organization that we have and really the multi-generational people that we have in households. It just as it seemed like being shut down was becoming imminent or a thing that was going to happen with COVID, I just really felt that our organization was really at great risk because we have infants, we have toddlers, we have pregnant mothers, we have elderly parents all living in you know mixed households. And so I made the early decision before the government shut us down to actually move us online before everybody else did. So I was ahead of the Zoom crowd, which okay. was awesome. <laughs> Trendsetter. You know, yeah. I had the fun of learning that Zoom will let you schedule concurrent meetings, but they won't let you run them. Oh. Oh, no. And you don't know that <laughs> until you start running concurrent meetings. Uh -huh. And then your text is blowing up and people are calling you and emailing you. I got kicked out. How do I get back on? So we went through a crash course, um, you know, and. 25 groups over Zoom, you know, just kind of learning it. And it was new technology for everybody. And I seriously, I sent Zoom a message and I got a response 10 weeks later. So Google was my friend in that time period because I had to get answers. But we were ahead of the curve. And I think that that really helped our organization. And it took kind of the fear factor away from our membership yeah. because we didn't miss a beat. Like, you still have to do business. You still have to earn a living. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're shut down doesn't change that. We've got to find a way to persevere and move it forward and not just be sit, 
sitting in paralyzed fear. Let's do something positive and make it happen. So I think the fact that we did that really at least kept for my membership, it kept them with something that was very normal to their weekly life beyond the four border walls of their homes. So it was it was crazy, but we survived. Very good. Did you did you have to do anything special, you think, to continue to facilitate? I know you. You mentioned before it's very much about connection in your group versus just seeking transactions. We didn't stop anything that 4BR offers. Okay, we had to stop Family Day at the Rockies and things like that. But, you know, from functioning things with meetings and networking and trainings and all of the things that as an organization we do, we just didn't miss a beat. We just figured out a way to take it to the Zoom platform, and we would run run meetings. I mean, I conducted um, a scavenger hunt on Zoom, which was absolutely (laughs) hysterical because some of these people live in some like crazy houses with chairs (laughs) and I would reveal their item and they'd like zoom out of their chairs running and then they'd come skidding back in like sliding into home plate you know with I got it I have it am I the first one no no (laughs) oh very good very good well, do you want to go ahead and get, get started in this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, what do we so, got? What is, oh, here we go, the topic of the show today. Um, so nature versus nurture, Joker versus Batman. Um, the title of this episode is nature versus nurture. The talk, topic behind the title is based on business professionals operating in their inclination to be transaction-minded, more like what you were saying, more transaction-minded versus relationship-minded. Um, we want to encourage people to be uh, for their desire to build and foster relationships versus just transaction, transaction, transaction. So that's Absolutely. what we're going to talk about today. Very Lucky. good. Tammy good doesn't know what we're going to talk about. We've hidden all of this from we her. Tell so her any Surprise! of the questions. <laughs> but you're not you're not allowed to say no to any of the questions. Oh though. yeah. And, well, she just said she's allowed to say no. Right. It's, no. Really <laughs> self, <laughs> it's really self care. Right. So uh, right. yeah. So Joker versus Batman, nature versus nurture. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, Kevin. What is our first question today? In your opinion, what is the difference between nature and nurture? As it relates to business professionals, yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. awesome. Um, well, it's really interesting because nature is your innate desire to make a paycheck. Um, you know, you, you need to make a sale. You need to do these things in order to make a paycheck, right? right? And so the inexperienced person, that's really where they tend to go. And it may work well for them, and it may not. Um, I'm known for saying that if you chase transactions, you will always chase transactions. And for some people, that's what they're about. And God love them. Uh, I think it's a much smarter business practice to really work on fostering the relationships. Because in the end, when you work on the relationship first... Mm -hmm. The, tra- the transactions will follow, and they'll be natural. It's not a forced thing. And if one of you leaves the transaction because your relationships were right, the transaction will prevail. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to just jump to a different provider because they have a commitment to you. Their relationship is with you. It's not with the product. So they're not just looking for the next person to sell it to them. Yeah. They go, I know you. I care about you. I trust you. I know your family. I know that... Mm-hmm. The money I put in your pocket is important to you, but I also know that you value our relationship first and foremost. And so it's it's difficult, particularly for people who are new, to go, there's a better way to do this. Work on the relationships, 
and the business just it will follow and it's just it's natural they don't even think about it they don't even often know that they even did it yeah. it's just what they do because bottom line they care yep. and the transaction there may be some care but is it care about the relationship or is it care about the paycheck right absolutely. so it's a different thing yeah absolutely and I, w- I would just add you know i think when when nurture comes to mind and nurturing relationships right. is that really implies like an ongoing process Mm -hmm. as well. It's not, hey, we can cultivate a relationship inside of this group and I naturally get to keep that relationship for the rest of my life. Like I still have to go out and earn it and provide and, you know, really cultivate that relationship day in and day out. Yeah, work hard, honestly, towards a relationship with a person instead of just your paycheck in mind. It makes somebody feel valuable and it shows your value, which is what this podcast is all about. I agree. Your net worth to your network Where's your value? How are you becoming valuable to other people? Um, and it also echoes the sentiment of our last guest perfectly. It's the the psychology of business. Like people want to do business with you if they feel like you're a genuine human being, not just a money hungry newbie, yep. like you were saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. like really being a, like finding a way to be the resource for people. Right. So it's not just about what you offer, yeah. and it's not just about your product or service within the relationship, but being the resource for people, mm-hmm. where you're the trusted person that they go to and say, hey, I need help with this, or I'm looking for this. They know you, they like you, the relationship yeah. is solid, and they seek out your knowledge and your resources to help them fill the gap that they need. It just bonds that relationship just more into cement every time it happens so it's pretty magical can can you talk to like how how over your time you've you've worked to become that resource for people because i i I hear people all the time in these networking groups of like i want to be the go-to person how do you become more genuine you know i can connect to somebody else right we hear that all the time like what what are specific examples that you gotta do the work to get there so you know people either love networking or they hate networking Uh and they network for the right reasons or the wrong reasons and when you network to develop the resources and develop the relationships so that you know when you're giving someone's name that their reputation is solid, but so is yours. So you've already developed the trust, but it takes work. You've got to put in the time and you've got to meet the people and deal with the business card pushers to get through to the people that are genuine and the people that you want to go, hey, let's have a conversation because I might be able to use you as a resource for people that I know. And, you know, it's awesome. I mean, I get asked for resources every day of the week. People email me, they text me, they Facebook me and say, hey, I'm looking for this, or I have somebody that's looking for this. Who do you know? They trust me to be that go-to person. And it just shows the commitment to, again, putting in the time and finding those connections and vetting them to some extent yeah. as much as you can. So yeah. it's just, a lot of again, time. it's putting in the time. time. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. Very good. Well, let's jump to the next one. What do we got next? What drives your professional network more, nature or nurture? Oh, we know the answer to this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but go ahead, Tammy. We, we start with a softball first. Let's try this. Yes. Um, no, we are all about, in 4BR, we are all about the relationships, and we talk about it constantly. It is a, it's kind of ingrained into the culture and the community that we offer. It's just really, truly important to go, and that's why I say it all the time, you can chase transactions all day and all night, and at the end of your career, that's all you will have. It's lonely. Transactions mm-hmm. are a lonely business. Necessary for a paycheck, 
But if you put the relationship first, the transactions follow. So, yeah, kind of redundant and repeating myself, but it is, I mean, we've just seen it. I mean, 4BR is over 11 years old now, and we see it all day and all night. We have people that started out in groups together that aren't even members any longer. They stay on the peripheral. They attend our events, but they go on vacations together. They Just the relationships I love that. are real. They're genuine. We're real people, and we put transactions second. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious. Um, you know, people have been successful based off of transactional relationships right now. What What do you think kind of leads people to go in that route, staying away from relationships and just going into these network events, trying to get as many business cards as they can? There are people who I think are only comfortable in that space, and without the ability to. Find an organization or a group or a space where you can learn to nurture a real relationship. They don't know any different. And, you know, it's like you got a sales boss and he's like, go sell, go meet people, go do this. While, you know, they sit in their office and they haven't been on the street in years. Um, They didn't build relationships 20 years ago. It was not what it is today. So they need a place to be able to be comfortable and learn what the relationship side is like. Otherwise, transactions is all they know, and that's all they're actually comfortable with. And there are people who really aren't interested in relationships. Yeah. So they they prefer to, maybe it's just they feel like that's how they have to hustle. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lonely place to be in business when yeah. you're just really chasing transactions for the sake of doing that because you're always looking for something new, and you don't have that referral network to really make your life easier right. in sales. Yeah. Have you have you found it's even? I know your groups are spread out across several different cities. Um, have you found out it kind of varies city by city, almost culture wise? If people lean more towards relationships versus transactions, or are you fairly insulated in the groups that you run? I don't really feel like it's it's at least not where we're at because we've got groups from Cheyenne to Colorado Springs. So our market is while the pockets are different, the Desire within the groups, again, it's just the culture that we cultivate that pushes it. So if you're in it for a transaction, you're pretty transparent, and people know that. And since that's not our culture, we don't tend to find people with that transaction-focused in our environment. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. That's good. All right, let's move on to the next one. What do we got? Kevin. In the interest, interest of balance... Does nature need nurture and vice versa? An interest balance, does nature need nurture? I would say absolutely there is a balancing act because within every relationship, it's awesome to have relationships, but if you are ultimately still trying to do business, you still need the transactions Mm -hmm. to kind of fuel that. So you've got to find the balance. And again, I I truly believe that if you build those right relationships, Mm -hmm. it just happens. It's not anything that's forced. It's not contrived. It's just genuine. And it's like, I get you. I understand what you do. I know what you have can help me. And I've made the decision that I want to work with you. So let's do the transaction. But we're doing the transaction as a result of our relationship and not the other way around. In other words, I'm comfortable with giving you a paycheck because I believe in you and I trust you. Right. No, that's yeah, great. That's so important. I agree. So that's something that you teach in your groups or? Yeah, so we have a focus on personal professional development in the groups. So we work on different development projects throughout the course of the year, and it really is designed to help 
our professionals in our membership groups to build those skills. They're not just natural mm. to people. No. Some people are natural relationship people, but for a lot of people, I'd say almost the majority, it becomes a learned skill. And the beauty of what we do with the personal and professional development focus that we have is that when you are in a room of people and you are working on yourself mm-hmm. and you're working on your business together, kind of really like in a support area, yeah. your relationships are very different. You're comfortable sharing your vulnerabilities. You're comfortable learning. And again, it just it takes those relationships in such a deeper path than just dealing with the transaction. So we really try to help those professionals, those business people, to go take it to the next level. So do the work, learn, don't be afraid because it's a comfortable space and you all benefit from it in the end. Yeah, I love that. And it's interesting you bring up the personal professional development because I I know there was a survey that we did um, back a couple episodes that we talked about. And that was one of the biggest complaints about the networking events that are out there today. Yeah. There is no personal and professional development in there. So it gives them that extra reason to show up and contribute. So love that. Awesome. Yeah, not just transactional. Very good. Awesome. What do we got next? We got one for you guys. Uh All right. For all of us. (laughs) There it goes. Okay. When it really comes down to it, are successful people really just wolves in sheep's clothing? Okay. That's a good question. So when it comes down to it, are successful people really just wolves in sheep's clothing? Tammy? Tammy, you're up. <laughs> My genuine answer is no. Okay. Absolutely not. Not a I don't. I don't believe that at all. And mm-hmm. when you meet the wolf, you, you know, know it. You know. When you build your yeah. world and your life around good relationships, the wolf shows himself Real quickly. Okay. And it is, it almost just becomes that gut instinct where you're like, this doesn't feel right because Danger. everything else that you've been doing is this good, warm space and the wolf is not a good, warm space. Mm. So it's just, I, I think it's easy when you've grown in the culture like 4BR offers to go, this isn't genuine. I mean, I will tell you, we will have people that will visit and the texts will fly. The emails will fly. You can see. You can see. Got a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and be, be concerned with that. So those are things that we're, watch, we're watchful of our own flock in that regard because they're, they are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say maybe in the way that this question is phrased, right, it almost applies like a negative intent. But I would say, if like, you know, from what I've found in the relationships that I've developed in networking, there's a tendency, not only for myself, like in the beginning, but what I start to see in others is that the successful people that are out there in these groups, sometimes we portray ourselves to be maybe a little bit more successful than we are. Like when we ask the questions of like, hey, how's business going, right? We're very quick to say oh, all the so good, good things. So good. Every, everything's yeah. going great, mm-hmm. right? But right. internally, like there's so many things I think that we're all struggling with and things that aren't going well that it's not the first thing that we bring up, right? So who we portray ourselves to be sometimes can be completely different. Yeah. And I like what you said. Uh, they're going to show them their true colors eventually, right? So they're very they're, good at They're it. only going to be successful for an amount of time right. before yeah. they have no relationships to, to fall back on and the transactions run out because there's no relationships and then they're just unsuccessful wolves in bad clothes. In bad clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. All right, what do we got next? I got one more for you. Okay. Considering the fact that we live in a capitalist society, 
do guy, nice guys really finish last? Oh, Considering gosh. the it's, fact that we live in the controversial system, do question. nice guys definitely. always finish last? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Definitely nice guys. No, finish definitely. Last. <laughs> Interesting question. Interesting <laughs> questions, yeah. Whoa! That was short and sweet, right? Yes. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yes. Cut. Cut. We're over. All right. Oh, do nice guys always finish last? No, that's just not true. Okay. I think that nice guys are more generous. I think they're more giving. Yeah. I think they are more resourceful. They're looking for the good in people. Mm. And what does finish last mean? Is it your paycheck? Subjective, Is yeah. it what's in your heart? I mean, it's different for everybody. There's not just one solid answer to that question. Yeah. So it's kind of going, what does success mean to you? It means a lot of different things to a lot of people. So I think you take that nice guy and you go, what's mm. important to them and how do they feel about where they sit and Ooh. where they're finishing? So I, like um, I don't feel that nice guys finish last at all because, again, it's different for everybody and everybody holds it in a different place. And no, they don't. I don't think so at all. I mean, you, you just turned my whole opinion on its head. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, oh, yeah, of course they do. Because I'm as a nice guy, gal, I will always finish last because I'm always concerned about other people, not myself. You know, I'm not just climbing, climbing, climbing. I'm like reaching behind me and just like, you come up, you come up. And I feel like, you know, the wolves and the bad guys, I don't think they're bad. They're just the transactional people. They will just run ahead of everybody. That caring about others is the value that you perceive of yourself. Right. And yeah. that's the beauty of not finishing last. If that's important to you, then you finished yeah. first. I, and it is. That's the most important thing to me. Yeah. And I will say the, cha- the challenge that, that I see is like there are people that I've met that give and give and give and give. And eventually you have to have money to keep the doors open, right? So True. Um, one of the books I, I really enjoyed was The Go-Giver. Mm-hmm. And it's really the last, the last chapter there, which – as a giver, you can give and give and give, but at some point you have to receive and you have to be open to receiving. So sometimes we have to be open to open asking to receiving is, and, and receiving at yep, the same yeah. time. That's super hard, especially if you're a giver, for sure. It's definitely a balancing act, and you see it time and again because people do that. So, again, that's the gift of learning to say no mm-hmm. and also giving or giving to give but learning to ask for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, as kids, most of us grew up, yeah. you don't ask. Asking is not polite. It's rude. You don't do it. Yeah. And it's okay to ask, but most people aren't comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's where the nature to give just kind of keeps going because they don't know how to ask. Lay it down to And so that is, those are things that we've done. Yeah. I mean, we've done development projects around mm-hmm. Learning to ask. I did that forever. I was really good at asking on behalf of others and not asking on behalf of myself. So surprised when you ask for something for yourself after giving for so many years that people are like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to give you everything. They want to help, but they're waiting on you to ask. They don't just offer. And so, you know, it's courage. It's like, it's like standing in the mirror and going, okay, what can I ask for today? It's vulnerable. Yeah. 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 And but you got to get past it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. We are going to wrap it up on that note, that 
powerful note, I think. Hopefully that was hopeful for all of you listening at home. Um, thanks for listening to the Net Worth Network podcast. That's our tongue twister every episode. Um, we're helping to usher in a new era of networking. If you've found what Tammy said here today uh, helpful, share it with your friends. Like, link us, subscribe, watch our videos. Let us know in the comments. Um, Robert and I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts. Absolutely. And, and of course, you know, this wouldn't be possible without any of our sponsors. So we've got Sales Cake uh, DIY Marketing Company. I have to say that's an amazing name for a sales company. Sales cake. Easy as cake. Is that, is that their tagline? Piece of cake. And Inherent Foundation, a men's mental wellness organization. And of course, Anderson Windows, a Windows installation. We obviously couldn't do this sh- support without these sponsors or we couldn't do the show without their support. Um, so definitely check out the, the show links that we'll have up and live. And with that, anything you'd like to add, Tammy, before we go? It was awesome and a true honor to be here today. I just love being able to share with others my experience and hope that it helps others because I know over time you got to challenge yourself and, yeah. and make things happen differently in the end for what makes you happy and what drives your desires and, you know, makes the world go round. It takes all of us to make it happen. So I'm thankful to have been here. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Tammy. All right. Robert. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you all next time. Bye, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Yes.